Yes. Okay. I think we are live. I think we're live. Yep. And that's my dog in the background being really excited that we're going live. So, buddy, he's like all jazzed. You hear him in the background? Uh, that's what happens when you work at home. So, hey, this is Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. And we're talking about the future of work. Now, today, I like to talk about how to win the interview, how to do well in the interview, and how this relates to the future of work is that the whole interview process now is so different than it what used to be. Now, to give it some context, I've been recruiting. I'm just gonna check and make sure that I'm live because last time I did it, there was a little problem. Okay, they hear, okay, it's good. So after doing this for like 20, probably coming on 25 years, it's so different. You know, I don't need to be one of these guys that say, oh, back in the day, this is what happened. But hey, back in the day, this is what happened. You know, they would meet, you know, hiring managers would meet with people and you didn't have to necessarily have 100% of all the stuff to get an interview. If maybe you had like three out of the 10 ingredients, but you were smart and motivated and had a good attitude, they give you a shot. Now, you need to, if there's like 10 ingredients, they want you to have 12 of them. And I'm not exaggerating, it's, it's really bizarre. It's a different turn of events. It's much, it's much more challenging. So what I wanna to do today is be able to kind of walk you through and be prepared how to win the interview and, and to really break it down to, to help you, like the do's and the don'ts. You know, what works, what doesn't work. Let's, let's just start what not to do. There's this type of interviewer, and I kind of understand the mentality where they feel, hey, I'm great at what I do. I'm the best at and fill in the blank, whatever they do. You know, I'm fantastic. Everybody who knows me knows I'm great. I have a stellar reputation. Um, I'm the best at it. That's their mindset. So when they go into the interview, they feel the interviewer should be, oh, hey, thank you for coming in. Oh, you're the best. Oh, oh, we're just going to give you the job. You don't even have to interview because that's the vibe that the person comes off like, oh, all right. So let me tell you about what I do. <laughs> you know, they don't try. And that, that is, is no good. Now, am I, am I exaggerating? Of course, because I have to exaggerate a little bit to make it more interesting and to cover up the dog barking and, and, and the doorbells going on. So, so what happens is this, when, you, when someone goes in and they feel that they know everything, it's a turnoff. Now you would think for a hiring manager, they would say, yeah, I want someone who knows everything. Now they kind of do, but at the same time, even though they want you to know everything, they don't want you to come across as like a know-it-all. They don't want you to be arrogant. They don't want you to be cocky or condescending. So when you, when you interview, no matter how great you are, you may have been, you know, went to the best universities, got the best grades, have advanced degrees. At the same time, you want to come across somewhat humble. Now, I don't mean, when I say humble, I don't mean groveling for the job, but just not wearing, wearing it on your sleeve, how great you are, how awesome you are, because it, it could turn the wrong way. You don't want to come across also bitter or angry. Now, this is hard to do. 
Because what ends up happening, let's, let's take now for the last year and a half during the pandemic, a lot of people had, had, had such a rough time. And I'm not talking about the health crisis, I'm talking about their job. So, so many people were not able to get another job. Now, some people have been unemployed. Long-term unemployed is, is huge in this country. The, the, there's a huge percentage, millions of Americans who are out of work for about 27 weeks or longer. Now, when you're out of work for so long, or even if you're out of work for a week, a month, two months, it's stressful, it's anxiety-inducing, it's frustrating. So it's very natural and easy when you go into an interview for, for the interviewer to feel that vibe. And we've all been in those situations, whether it's an interview or something else, where the other person you're speaking to, you know, you want to just say, who hurt you so badly? What happened? Do you need a hug? You know, do, do you just need some words of comfort? Because you could see, I don't want to say they're broken, but they're beaten down. And you like to feel that there's empathy, but you can't count on that. So when someone's hiring, they're looking, for, they're looking for a winner. You know what I mean? They're looking for someone who can come in there, get the job done, make things happen. So if you come across as someone who's feeling a little sad, depressed, for sure this is a red uh, flag. If you start bad-mouthing your former boss, company and coworkers. Now, even if they are at fault and they're jerks and people know that they're jerks, you don't want to say that because if you say it, you come across as a bad person. And then the hiring manager is also going to think, wait, if Jack is bad mathing his former boss, colleagues, coworkers, the company, well, hmm, maybe it's Jack's fault. Maybe it's not the company. Maybe it's not everyone else. Plus, they're going to think in back of their mind, if I hire him, when he leaves for another job, he's gonna be bad mouthing me. And I don't want him trash talking me, so I'm not gonna even bother. So you have to be very careful. Sometimes it's not even what you say, it's how you say it. So if you position yourself as someone who is not confident in yourself, feeling a little bitter, a little resentful, a little beaten down, even if it's on the inside, you have to work on it and come across confident, motivated, think about it. I go on, this, on these LinkedIn's. I'm a human being. There are a lot of times I'm tired. And I don't know, you heard the beginning of it. You know, this, this, the, you know, the LinkedIn Live, the dogs are barking, an Amazon guy drops something off. It would be very easy for me to act all rough, ruffled and, uh, you know. But then if I come across all angry and upset and ticked off, you're going you're gonna to just not watch it. You're going to be like, Ugh, I don't want to watch this guy. But if I come across like, hey, that's fine. It's cool. It doesn't bother me, which it really doesn't because... You know, this is one of the best, awesomest things coming out of the pandemic, that it doesn't have to be this phoniness that we've always had in the workforce, you know, this pretend, you know, seriousness, and we're all so working hard. We're real people, and we have real issues, and it's awesome that we could talk about it, you know? So if these, if a dog is barking, you can relate. You probably have a dog. During, the, during this show, you probably have my cat, one of my cats popping up on the screen, and it's okay. So you want to come across comfortable and confident in yourself, no matter what happens, because that's what they want. They want someone who's going to be cool under pressure, someone who can come in and they could feel if I go to Jack, he can get the job done. I don't have to worry about it. That's the way you want to do it, not the bad attitude. You don't want to come across entitled. You don't want to come across arrogant. You don't want to come across as you know it all. 
um, you also want to be prepared. So many times people come to interviews and one of the things an interviewer or a hire manager will say, hey, what do you know about us? What do you know about the company? Why do you want to work here? What do you think of this product we have? And if you don't know, that's bad news because <clears throat> then they're going to think, hey, you really aren't interested in this job. You just want a job. You're not interested in this company because you didn't even bother to take the time and energy and effort to see who we are, what we're about, what our corporate culture is like, what our products are like. You know, you have, imagine the difference between someone who comes in and you ask, hey, what do you think about this new widget we just developed? And widget, if you, you didn't take economics 101, that's always usually the example they give for something. You know, So we want to talk about a widget instead of whatever product. What do you think about this widget? As opposed to someone who comes into the interview and go, hey, you know what? I tried your widget and it's great. It's awesome. It works really well. It's fantastic. And here's what I like about it. And here's you know, how it compares to what I used to use. So then they're thinking, wow, this person really likes the job and the company and the product. And now you're looking good as opposed to, nah, you know, I really don't know much about your company. Can you tell me about it? That's what I thought I'd come to these interviews so you tell me about it. That's not what they want. They want you to be prepared to know about the company, to know what they do, know the job description inside and out while you're relevant for it. Another thing you have to avoid is these one word answers. A lot of times when you're interviewing, and, and, and I understand it is a very stressful situation, but they'll ask a question and you'll be like, yes, no, um, no, I don't know that. That does not go well. You, even if you don't know something, you have to kind of elaborate because if the interviewer feels they're pulling teeth to get an answer, they're not happy because they feel, oh my gosh, is this what it's going to be like to work with this person day in and day out? Every day I ask them for something, they're just going to give me this dumb stare and they can't give, you know, they can't articulate an answer. <sighs> next, who's next? You are, even if you don't know an answer, let me give you a good hack. So let's say they ask you about something, you know, some sort of skill, some sort of background stuff that you don't have. You could always say something, that's a great question. I really appreciate the question and I'm so glad to be here speaking with you. You know, I haven't done X, but that's when I am interested in this job because I, I feel the, co the company is great. Your reputation is fantastic. I like this about the company, that about the company, the other thing about the company. And one of the reasons why I'm looking, even though I'm very happy where I am and I'm treated well and they like me where I am and they'll be disappointed if I leave, is that I wanna learn new things and new skills. So even though I don't know X, I think this is a chance I could learn X and all these other things. And that's what excites me about the job. Now, you see what I did there? Instead of just giving a no answer, no, I don't do it. And then it's false flat. You acknowledge, hey, I don't, and it's okay, but that's why I'm interviewing. That's why I'm here. That's why I want this job. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to challenge myself. That's what they want to hear. Now, at the end of the day, they may, may still say, hey, Jack, sorry, we need someone who knows that thing. It could happen, but at least you're in the game because if you just say no and that's it, you're out. They're not going to kind of, they're not going to, they're, they're like, ah, this, guy, this guy doesn't know. He doesn't care. He didn't try to learn about it. So next. 
So don't avoid that one word answer or that yes or no answer. You want to get, you want to elaborate. Now, you don't want to talk for the sake of talking, but you do want to communicate. You want to sure you have good communication skills and that you, you can handle yourself under pressure. So if you don't know the answer to find a way to show, hey, I don't know this, but here's what I did, which is very similar. And then you could give an example of something you've done that's very similar. And then, okay, because most of the time, here's, here's the inside, inside baseball kind of thing. Most of the time when they ask questions, they really don't care so much about the answer. They just feel they have to ask the question, ask a certain question. So if you're able to give a good, smart answer, they're like, well, good, okay, next. <laughs> you know, very rarely is it like, everything lives and dies by this answer. You have to have this exact answer. Nah, a lot, they just want to feel you out. Here, here's a little dirty little secret that no one talks about. One of the key things hire managers want, someone who's likable, someone who could get, they could get along with, someone they're comfortable with. You don't have to know everything. They would prefer someone who doesn't know everything, but is easy to work with, who's a nice person, who comes across with integrity, who feels, hey, if, if they ask you to do something, they're gonna say, I'm doing, I'm on it. And they're gonna have the confidence this person could do it. So a lot of it is the likability, the charisma, the comfort level you have. That's why I say you don't wanna come across angry, bitter, resentful, because that doesn't, it, it's not gonna warm up to them. If you come in, hey, yeah, I've been out of work and that's fine. Because what happened is during that last six months of being out of work, I spent so much time with my family. I helped, I helped my kids' school work because they had to go online and the public schools were closed. I've also been able to rekindle my relationship with my family, which is great because I didn't have a commute. I've taken on some gig assignments, some management consulting assignments. I've learned a lot of new things. Here's what I've learned. I've also you know, lost weight, went to the gym, you know, read, wrote the great American novel, whatever it may be. But it shows that, hey, you're a champ, you're a winner. You know, you're not a quitter. You're gonna try things no matter what happened. You're gonna be undeterred. You're gonna keep moving forward. That's what they want, that resilient. They want someone with resiliency, with motivation, with drive, with passion, no matter what the obstacles, no matter what went wrong, because they feel if this person could get through it, they're gonna do great by us. If they could withstand, hey, they were out of work for so long, but look at that, that person, they're still, strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong. That's the kind of person we want. And leading into the, and, and this is part of the do, do part. You know, we're talking about some of the don'ts, the do, that's what you want to come across. You want to come across as you're successful, as you will be successful, continue to be successful and add value to the company. How do you do it? A lot of it is how you just present yourself. Like I'm talking about, you want to be dynamic. You want to be engaged in the conversation. When the interviewer is asking you a question, you want to lock in, make eye contact with them. Not creepy, scary person eye contact, but just natural eye contact that you're listening to them. So many times when there's an interview, just like in, 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 in real life, you're just waiting for that person to shut up so you could talk. Let's be honest, come on, we all do that, right? It's like, all right, can you just stop so I can give you the right answer? No, you don't want to come across like that in an interview. You want to come across like they're the most important person in the world. When they're talking, they are the only ones who exist. You wanna have a laser-like focus on them. You wanna you know, make that eye contact. Here's a little hack too. If let's say you're in a face-to-face, -face, what I'll do is I wear glasses. Well, you know, I, today I'm wearing contacts. If I'm wearing my glasses, I take off my glasses and I could just make the eye contact because I can't really see them that well. So, so it's not uncomfortable. 
Or if you're wearing contacts, I'll look at, you know, maybe like, you know, right the bridge of their nose or something. So I'm not feeling like I'm doing too creepy. And then you don't just keep that gaze forever. You know, you kind of avert every once in a while, but you want to pay crap attention to what they say. You want to make eye contact, your body language, you know, you sit up straight. Not, I, I've been schlumping, so I, I should, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not doing my own advice. You know, stand, you know, sit up straight, tall with your head back. Yeah, you know, I'm the worst at my posture is terrible. So I got to work on that. You want, you want to have a body language that you're in control, that you're in charge, that you're confident. You want to avoid kind of looking around, you know, you know, picking up your phone, putting away, drinking, uh, drinking some soda, um, getting distracted, fidgeting, moving around. No, rapt attention, strong eye contact, positive body movement, no fidgety tapping, you know, playing around. When they talk, here's another couple of hacks. Use their name. Let's say the name person who's interviewing is James. So you sprinkle it in. So James, what you're saying is, hey, that's a really good point, James. Hey, James, I was thinking of, and it's a weird thing when you, when you say the person's name in a conversation, it draws them in. I'm not sure why. Um, I should probably look it up, but you know, how many times we say I should look something up? You don't want to look it up. You're not that curious, but it just works. It's something you don't want to overuse it. Because I remember, you know, speaking with contacts, my eye doctor would always use my name. And she'd do that with my kids. My whole family would go to, you know, this eye doctor. And it was part of her thing. And she'd say it so much. I'm like, oh, my God, I know you're doing it because someone must have told you use a person's name so it makes a comfort, you know, connection. But if you do it too much, it's annoying. So don't do too much. Just do it enough so it's not like, oh, I see what you're doing there, James. I get it, James. You're, you're, you're keep saying my name, James, because you know, you think that works, use it judiciously, not too much. Another thing to do is when they're talking, kind of nod your head a little bit. You know, you nod your head to show that you're listening, you're paying attention. Now, not like a bobblehead, but just to do it enough so that they know you're, you're listening, you're absorbing it. If you don't understand what they're saying, don't worry about waiting to the end of the interview to then say, you know, when they'll ask you, hey, do you have any questions for me? A lot of people stress out because they're like, oh my God, oh my God. At the end of the interview, when they say, do you have any questions for me? What do I say? Ask them organically. So as you're having a conversation, if you do have a question and you're not sure, ask, say, hmm, you mentioned such and such. I'm not sure if I really understand that. Can you, can you please elaborate? Can you tell me more about it? So that throughout the conversation, <coughs> It's more organic. And then by the time the, the interview is over, if they ask you for more questions, you may, may not have. If you don't, you could then say, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I thought this was a great meeting. I've learned so much. I feel that my background, my experience is perfect for the role. I think because I've done A, B, C, D, E, and F, it, it lines up so nicely with what you're looking for. I think you and I have a really good bond here. I love the company. I love your culture and so on, and I think it'd be a great fit. So you've been so generous in talking and answering my questions that I feel comfortable that I really have a good sense of the role, the position, and how I would fit in. So this way, you don't have to have that anxiety-inducing end of the conversation. Now I got to come up with something you don't know what to come up with because you've answered it. 
you can say, and thank you. You've answered all my questions. Not only have you answered, you've really taken the time and effort to, to, to address the questions and concerns I have. Thank you so much. I'm gonna give you one last hack. Um, you wanna kind of mirror the person who's interviewed. What I mean is this. Um, I'm from New York, native New York. I've been there, I've lived there most of my life. And we tend to talk faster than people, let's say in the Midwest or other locations. Now, of course, that's a generalization. Not everyone in New York talks fast and not everyone in the Midwest or somewhere else talks slow. But you wanna feel out the person. Now, I'm not suggesting that you change who you are. You just moderate a little bit. So let's say you're talking to somebody who has a much softer, um, thoughtful way of talking. And they take some breaks. They think deeply between each answer or question they ask. Now, if they do that, I'm like, hey, okay, so let's do this. Ah, it's going to be a really jarring disconnect. You know, they're all calm and talking slowly. And you're like, so yeah, let me tell you about this and let me tell you about that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to just oil and water and not work. You don't have to completely change yourself, but you just dial it back a little bit. You just dial it back a little bit because you want to feed off of each other. You want to have that energy go back and forth. And you also want to respect them. So if that's the manner in which they talk, you want to respect that's how they like communicating. So you kind of change it a little bit. So you're comfortable and you're more aligned to make them comfortable. Because at the end of the day, you want them to like you. And if they like you, you're going to get the job. So that's a lot, right? Like some, it's funny how you would think when you go for an interview, the only thing is that they're looking for is, hey, here's the job description, here's the list, and I'm gonna just check off if you have it or not. Now, is that important? Of course. Yes, it's very important. But the softer stuff, I would say, is as important if not important, because you could have all the skills, all the background, all the experience, but if they just don't like you or feel comfortable with you, they may take a hard pass. Because they might say, even though he's perfect, I don't know. Hmm, I'm not sure he's a cultural fit, which is code for a word for like, I don't really like him. I don't want him here, but I don't, can't say that in a write-up that the guy's a jerk and an arrogant SOB. No, they have to be like, okay, he's not a cultural fit. So I think what you want to do is you want to make sure you fit in, you feel comfortable, you make them feel comfortable. You want to be, so, so just to kind of put it all together. Yes, you want to be prepared for the interview. You want to know what the company is about, what they do. You want to know about the job. You want to be, have the answers you know, for, about what the company is about, what the, understanding the job. You, want to, don't, you don't want to be bitter and angry and petulant and frustrated and blaming everybody. You, want, you do want to be confident. You want to be strong. You want, to, you want to make them feel like, I want this person on my team because if he or she's on my team, we're going to win. We're going to do well. You want to make eye contact. You want to nod a little bit when they talk. You want to mirror how they come across. You want to use their name, sprinkle it in to show you're paying attention. You want to ask questions organically as a conversation is going on. Things are those little tells, those little tells, the enthusiasm, the inflection in your voice. You know, once again, you could be the best at what you do, but if you just give answers like this, 
And yeah, here's what I do every day. I do this and I do that. Yes, I, I do this. Oh my God, it's like, I almost made myself fall asleep right now. So you can't do that. You, you wanna, even if what you do is boring, you wanna make it sound a little more exciting. You wanna up it a little bit, you know, turn up the energy. Now I'm going a little overboard because this is a video, you know, this is like, you know, this is what it's designed for. So you don't have to be as animated as I'm doing it now, but you just definitely wanna turn it on. You wanna turn it up a few notches so that you kind of take this, what usually is a very sleepy, boring, rote kind of uncomfortable conversation and inject a little energy into it to say, hey, this is somebody I feel confident about. So future of work is this, there are jobs, there are more jobs. There's a little bit of a short-term risk with this whole Delta variant. I don't know where that's going. Let's talk odds. The odds are maybe 20% or 25% that this could be something that, that makes companies delay openings and maybe delay higher, when I say delay openings, like the return to the office kind of thing, it may make companies hold off a little bit on hiring because of something else for them to be worried about and freaked out. So that's gonna be going on for a little bit. So be prepared, short-term it could have that. But that's I'd say 25% chance. A larger percentage, even though I'm not good at numbers, so it's 25 to 75% chance, I have to check my math, is that things will be good moving forward. More jobs, more opportunity, there's a war for talent. So there are jobs, there'll be opportunities, there's growth, there are things out there. But you can't just go for an interview and say, here's my resume, hire me. Even though there are a lot of jobs and there's needs, the trend is that lots of interviews, lots of questions, not so easy. So you really can't just go in and take it for granted. You have to kind of do a lot of things I'm saying so that you could stand out in a crowd because if they compare you to someone else and you're dynamic and motivated and optimistic and positive, they're gonna go with you. So this is Jack Kelly. Let's go live with Jack Kelly and talking about the future of work. I, I hope this helps. I hope it gives you some insights. Um, I'm getting such great feedback from people. I really appreciate it. They're telling me that it helps, you know, in terms of, you know, understanding the job market, what to do, what not to do. Feel free to hit me up with any questions. You can hit me up on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Um, anything you'd like me to talk about in the future, let me know. But I really appreciate you watching and listening. It's Jack Kelly. Thank you so much. Have a great day.